I love my little girls more than anything, and I said to myself, oh, no, don't, you can't, don't say that. But I had underestimated him. He went on, I would rather see my little girls die now, still believing in God, than have them grow up under communism and one day die uh, hey, welcome back to The Left is Dead. Happy New Year. It is 2021. I am James Carey once again here with Jake Anderson. This is um, our special shit show coverage for the day of 1-6-2021. Um, <clears throat> anybody who knows anything knows was this was uh, certification day. So uh, obviously everything went to shit in D.C. today and we are going to dive into that and uh, a little bit more into, you know, people have forgotten already, but there was also a special election in Georgia last night, and uh, we're going to dive into all of that tonight. So, uh, Jake, good to talk to you again. Um, what do you got to yeah, say? <laughs> yeah, man, honestly, like, I'm, like, kind of tired, exhausted from uh, this last week. Just the, the news has been just constant, man. And I, I expected it to be like that because – you know, uh, the momentum is really picking up as far as, you know, like, you know, basically we have to jump right in and discuss, you know, basically what happened today. I mean, it is, you know, very obviously one of the most historic days in, in probably American history, really, because, uh, you know, whether you think there was actually a credible threat to anyone or not. Uh, it's pretty unprecedented for, for there to yeah. be an in, insurrection, uh, you know, insurrection. I don't think they were all armed, but I'm pretty sure at least some of them are armed, you know, infiltrating the Capitol building, which is, I but don't believe has been actually done since 1812. And um, it's pretty historic and crazy. And it's already a crazy week. Like we need, we wanted, I wanted to talk about um, Trump making his, arguably criminal call to the Georgia secretary of state, convincing him. Funny call. Trying to convince him to find 11,780 votes. And then uh, yesterday we had this, you know, incredible election that today was confirmed to to have both gone to the Democrats, which means Mitch McConnell is going to lose the Senate. And uh, it's going to be very interesting as, as leftists, it's going to be very interesting to see how, how much we can push uh, Biden and the Democratic Senate to actually, you know, do, do some real leftist shit. But then yeah. today just took the cake. And I don't even, I'm not even sure really how to even discuss this because it's so just insane. But we can discuss it in this manner because I don't think they're going to do anything. Uh, you talking about Biden and the Senate? Yeah, I don't think they'll do shit. Yeah. So we'll get more into that. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see because, uh, you know, 10 years, not, not 10 years ago, uh, 12 years ago, actually, I can't believe it's been that long, but Obama had essentially the same situation entering office in 2008. The Democrats controlled the House and the Senate. And uh, I, I, it doesn't seem like they did a whole lot with that power. Like the, the big health care fight really wasn't even until later on. Yeah, that's part of my argument. So why don't we, well, let's go chronologically here. Let's start with the phone call (laughs) because the phone call was hilarious. Well, and the phone call kind of sets up the thing that happened today. I mean, you know, basically Trump has been, you know, you know, pushing hard on these conspiracy theories that the election was stolen. None of them have panned out. They've all been rejected by all the courts. Conservative judges been rejected by his own loyalist attorney general Barr been rejected by his own uh, uh, loyalist Senate majority leader uh, who gave a forceful repudiation of it today. Yeah. I and saw even the, the Supreme court. I saw yeah. his death spiral so, comment today. Right. Right. Yeah. McConnell was really going for the jugular today, but well, you know, I mean, to be fair, Trump called this, Pence a traitor. Right. Yeah. So, it was kind of on at that point, man. But yeah, the call to the Georgia guy was pretty uh, phenomenal. I mean, it was uh, funny. It, it was, <laughs> I yeah, it's, it. It, it was an hour long 
call and i you know i don't know if we're going to play clips of it or not but we will i mean we will. The, the 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 line that I, I mean the line that really stood out to most people was uh you know i i just need you to find 11,780 votes and the reason that stands out to people with it, with a you know a legal perspective is because that shows that he his intent was not to for the secretary to to you know find the the real count and the real votes he's specifically saying i just need one more than what we have now which is pretty clear evidence of an intent to commit fraud uh but you know the thing is like that election has been counted hand recounted and then machine recounted and it's not even so much i don't think that i i don't even think liberals are so much pissed about the the actual election results from november i think the issue really was was georgia is home to what happened last yeah last night at this point right right no uh trump really did to a, a very incredible degree sabotage his own party because he essentially has been saying uh, almost verbatim, there is no point in voting because uh, they, they will steal the election. And the, yeah. the, the disdain and the disheartenment, disheartening, or the disheartening feel from Trump supporters has been very palpable. And I really, I, this was a, these runoffs were pretty close. The one with Ossoff was 0.2%. Point yeah, two percent. You're gonna have to do a recount on that. Yeah, the Warnock one was a little bit more. Thank God, I was. I think he won that one by about thirty-five thousand votes. But still, though, that's considered pretty close. And yeah. it's hard for me not to imagine that if Trump had really gone full hog in campaigning and had not been basically saying that it doesn't matter if you vote because Hugo Chavez is gonna come back from the dead and steal your vote from you. Uh, it's hard for me not to think that more Republican, not to mention the fact uh, all the uh, shit he talked about mail-in voting for, for months leading up to the general election. I mean, he really did sabotage the party. He said Kemp should be in prison. He said, I mean, it's just, it's, 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 there's almost no words to describe the kinds of rhetoric that Trump has been using. I think unprecedented is, is, is a tired word at this point but it really is incredible well i think that's a factor and i think it's also the fact that like um there's a fraction you know it's like a third of the republican party that accepts <clears throat> the results from november like they understand joe biden will be inaugurated on the 20th you know like there's a part of the republican party that accepts that and they're not not the republican party necessarily but there's like a part of trump supporters that accept that you know what i mean who really they're not attached like to the republican party the way the republicans think they are uh they were attached to trump and i think there was a, there was some people who like saw all the like court cases the supreme court throw away the shit and all of this stuff and i think they watched all of that and i think there was some people in georgia who were like trump supporters who were like man fuck this party fuck voting, you know, fuck voting, fuck helping this party win the Senate majority. Like, what do I care? They're about to let Trump be taken out in what I think is a coup. You know what I mean? Right. Well, it's a, it's a fairly similar to, I mean, uh, uh, very different in, in content, but in terms of context, it's kind of similar to how a lot of jaded uh, Bernie supporters basically said, fuck this shit. I'm not going to vote for Biden. You know, well, I'm not going to that's uh that's what i did so i mean right i did. right so I'm it's fucking, it's i don't want to help i did that and we'll get to that when we talk about the georgia's election as it is i didn't want to help i didn't want to have any part in this shit i don't think biden with control of the senate maybe we'll get two thousand dollars but trump was pushing for two thousand dollars too i don't think that we'll get shit from biden i don't think the coronavirus response will be much different i don't think a senate majority is going to play much of a, a, a huge role in my life and I'm sorry, you know, people are going to tell me that this is harm reduction or whatever, but I don't think voting for Biden really is harm reduction. And I'm sorry, but politics is a game of fucking what's in it for me. If you want people to have your votes, you need to promise them something that's actually going to improve their lives. 
And Biden has offered nothing to anyone that's going to improve their lives. He's even said he can't fucking close the detention centers on the border. So if you offer nothing to change people's lives, if you offer nothing to change my life, I'm not going to do shit to help you. I understand that, dude. But, you know, honestly, like, we got to be real here and say, like, for people who aren't white men, it might, there, there might be a more powerful. Well, no. That's just, let, let me, just let me, let me, let me finish. They say it's not white harm, but listen, Joe Biden isn't going to stop any of fucking U.S. imperialism. He's not going to fucking play some like anti-Zionist role to like break up our relations with Israel. He's not going to do anything different towards China besides like stop a trade war while still trying to isolate them. He's going to continue to extort the global South. He's going to continue those like immigration centers. I mean, Obama himself was a huge deporter. I don't think Biden's going to don't tell me about the marginalized people because I don't think Biden's going to do shit for them either. Dude. Yeah. Policy wise, you may be right on some aspects of it. Uh, I do think that he is probably going to have a more uh, robust environmental platform he's already embraced uh, a, a pretty large amount of bernie sanders green new deal proposals i don't but that's the thing i don't care about like ge getting rich off of green energy okay, i want that, imperialism that, to stop okay but you're not going to get every fucking thing you want in in one year bro like i'm not going to get and, jack shit from Biden. and my point i was trying to make was right. that for people who are uh who have to worry about being abused by police just walking down the street. There may be, and, and even though Biden is certainly no saint in criminal justice and many black people are fully realistic about that, but I still think the vast majority of them feel safer with Biden and uh, uh, the same thing with women, even though Biden is also problematic when it comes to potential sexual harassment. I think the vast majority of women have basically spent the last four years uh, viciously triggered by having a, 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 a basically a self-professed sexual assaulter in the White House. So I think those are things that, that, that we have to take into consideration as maybe something that you don't care about, but maybe other people do. Why should Black people be more comfortable? Why? What did Obama do when Black Lives Matter started under his watch? He put like body cams on cops and he held a beer summit. Why should anybody feel more comfortable because this guy who loves Klan members and is in office? Why the fuck should anybody feel more comfortable under Joe Biden? Why should women who fucking Joe Biden is constantly sniffing feel more comfortable under this president? They shouldn't. That's a fucking, this is just liberal fucking like civility politics. No, you're, you're, you're look you're taking an extreme reaction because it's different than the mainstream reaction you're having a contrarian reaction no i'm yes, having the left reaction which is the uh, right reaction no well the right reaction is to be cautiously up uh, like to be skeptical and to try and push biden and to actually come up with talking points and plans and to actually do the work Instead of just sitting here screaming and bitching because you, you're not getting because you're not getting exactly what you want a full blown communist state. I'm not exactly going to get the way you want. want it. Well, boohoo, bitch! Not, not, we're not always going to get what we want, but well, like, that's what you that's what you need to offer me for my fucking vote. But you don't give it. But you don't care about incrementalist steps at all. You made that clear, and once you abandon that, you're you're not going to get. You're not gonna get a revolution from a moderate dude that's you know why you're not you gonna get a revolution happen? consistently buying into the system i think in my opinion, I, I, we're not gonna get a revolution period dude but i do think when it comes to things like climate change i do think incremental steps are better than outright climate denial i think uh having a president that's willing to invoke the defense production act and actually trying to fight the pandemic as opposed to someone who calls it a hoax i think that's a good incremental step it will actually save lives. I'm not excited about Biden, dude. He's like the last person I wanted to get elected on the Democratic side. You know, I mean, you know, my politics are more aligned and with yours. 
but I, I just, I just, I just don't think there's anything productive about particularly the attitude you're taking with regard to this. I do because I think that when you talk about like Biden's response to the coronavirus or Biden's like fucking response to climate change, I think that's going to be a neoliberal fucking response where everything's privatized, and I think it will be like the most corporate friendly response, and it, 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 it'll be built off the backs of people in the fucking global south. I don't, I don't agree. Yeah, but at the same time, because I don't think Biden is going, even if you hang on, even if you agree with incrementalism, I don't think I think incrementalism is Medicare for all. That's incrementalism asking for health care for everybody. Incrementalism is not like, hey, the government's going to hand out private contracts to people who can provide green energy, whatever the fuck we declare that is. I don't think that's going to help. I, I, I don't think the neoliberal side of the party, the, the right wing side of the Democratic Party, as far as it is right now, I don't think they're going to make things better because what they do is they create this public private bureaucracy and things don't improve. This has been the model since Bill Clinton. Right. No, I know, dude. We've already and we've already had this argument. You don't think there's any difference between uh neoliberal capitalism and uh like white nationalist autocracy i do but uh you know that's that's a larger debate that we probably will not resolve here overnight or in in i just i i would argue that the u.s itself is a fucking white supremacist colonial state it is a fucking colonizer It, it 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 doesn't matter who's in charge the the people it has in its crosshairs will always be people in the global South and they will always be punished to try and make us wealthier. Um, whether you want to call that it, the issue with Trump, I think for you is that Trump brings the, uh, <laughs> the strong hand of imperialism home. You're hoping that Biden won't do that. No, my problem with Trump is he's, he's an outright white nationalist. Dude. I mean, he's, he's there. There's, he, he's literally, in four years, he's catalyzed the largest open white nationalist movement That's that we've seen in like a hundred years. A prevailing sentiment in the fucking suit, like some type of supremacy is the prevailing sentiment in the conflicts he flames. Look at the fucking, look at Israel in the Middle East. He's done more to like unify people around Israel and like form this axis against Iran, which is unifying people around this like white colonial state in the middle of the fucking Middle East. And that's like Joe Biden will continue to do those things. That is like a form of like white supremacist fucking like imperialism. I don't I I I understand why it's disgusting to see it happen here. But I also understand that this fucking type of brutality is something carried out on behalf of this fucking empire every day overseas. Yeah, we know that, man. Like we we agree agree on that. But but that's not going to happen. Biden is president, and we know what Biden's going to do. But I I don't see. That's why I didn't vote for him. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. But I don't. But so then you're just gonna if you're just gonna take your ball and take your ball and go home, then you don't have much to add to the conversation. But if you actually want to try and push for policies that you think would change this, uh, you know, military complex or you know. imperialistic regime there are things that can be done and there are people that are taking that fight you know and so it's just a matter of i I think it really is a matter of of attitude and approach more than it is actual conviction about like factual i mean i i think we agree with the history of imperialism and i think we agree that uh biden is a center-right neoliberal uh you know, in his own way, in his own way, there, there's, there's, yeah, it's an imperialist fascism, what the U.S. has been doing uh, in Central and South America and Latin America for decades, what we've been doing in the Middle East. Yes, these are war crimes. I agree with all of that. Absolutely. But I'm just saying that, like, I just, I, 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 I feel like, I feel like you have a very myopic approach to this that is not going to help anything except I'm, maybe make you feel better about your position on it or something it's okay we've gone a long way from the georgia call but i'll just say this after 2008 and after 2016 during the primary with hillary and bernie i have a hard time being optimistic about any of this shit i'll put it that way to yeah. be in the nicest way possible 
I have a very hard time about being optimistic about Democratic leadership because from 2016 to 2020, they clearly did not learn anything. They did not absorb anything that the left said. The candidate who says, I hate Medicare for all, I would never approve it. He doesn't even raise his hand symbolically. That's the guy who wins, you know? So I just see the Democratic Party itself throwing the same shit at me. And I right. trust it. Yeah, and that's understandable. And, and I, I guess the only thing I'll say to that, and then we, we can move on, I guess, is that I think like, uh, it, it, I think sometimes it takes like historical events to jar empires out of complacency. And I think one thing you should look for that I think is going to happen is I think this, this COVID pandemic, I think is going to really change the narrative around things like uh, universal basic income and healthcare to the point where I think it it's already become Coming much more, much less controversial to talk about universal basic income. Even people like Tucker Carlson have been talking about it because right. it's, because it's obviously that that there's a well, very in, intense populist movement right now that needs <laughs> to be that needs to be quelled. And if they, they're not quelled, there's going to be violence. There's, you, I mean, there's already violence in the streets, but there's, we're going to have a, a, a civil war if we if we don't get shit, you know, in in line here at some in, point. In my opinion, the reason Tucker is talking about it is because like the left and the liberal, the liberals mainly have failed to talk about it. Neoliberal neoliberalism has failed to offer any type of like social programs. And when you see Tucker pick them up, that's basically fascism, buddy. Like you, the right wing taking up left wing talking points for like the citizen right. as far as they declare it. That right. happens because the like, liberal capitalist elite refuses to have that conversation and joe biden has said that he refuses to have that conversation basically right and and i think one of the i mean there's so many tragedies from the trump era but i saw a, an article that someone wrote about this that i think was spot on which i think uh the the the, the context was the two thousand dollar request by both bernie and trump the illustration was like a, a like a photoshopped image of bernie and Trump shaking hands, and the, the implication was that if Trump had had leveraged and wielded his his support and his popularity uh, more responsibly, we 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 almost could have seen a a populist fusion of of Bernie movements and the populist wing of the Trump movement. But because Trump decided to go all in on on you know bigotry and division. He, he kind of lost track of the fact that ultimately what put him in office, besides white supremacy, of course, was the fact that working class whites feel like they've been completely fucked. And it's, it's, kind, of a, it's kind of sad that, that we, you know, I, th Trump, I think history will ultimately show that, that Trump squandered a massive opportunity to lead a real populist movement. Well, I think we've said multiple times, if he'd cut a check five months ago, he would have won in November. Yeah, there's a bunch of things he could have done five yeah, months. It, I mean, even just something, well, something as simple as just like providing a stimulus before the election would have been a game changer, in my opinion. You know but see, that's I mean? the, but that's, that's the problem. Conservatives just absolutely refuse to embrace social welfare. And I know that you think that de dem and Democrats are to a large degree corporate sellouts to the private sector, but when they, they, they do at least make an attempt to siphon some money to the public sometimes. I mean, it took, yeah, but I, I agree. And it, but it takes a lot of pressure and it took a lot of pressure for Biden to say he'd back exactly, exactly. after Trump said it. It takes a lot of pressure. Which but is I don't we, see that happening as far as like bigger questions, as far as like, oh, are we going to expand Medicaid a little bit? Are we going to make like healthcare exchanges like Obamacare and shit because people are pissed that they don't have any healthcare? Oh, we're going to let you stay on until you're 26 on your parents' plan. I just see like that incrementalism is just to like buy the few people off. It's just like Trump spending, sending a check in like August. It's this incrementalism to try and like buy enough little tiny chunks of voters to win an election. Yeah, no, and I get that, dude. But I mean, I, I was having this conversation with someone and, uh, about about the Obamacare, and obviously that this was a, a not the uh, you know far from an ideal 
healthcare bill, but I do, it, 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 it does um, confuse me sometimes when people, um, you know, obviously I've always wanted universal healthcare and I th think we should have, and I, I think it's shameful that we don't, but, but at the end of the day, Obamacare did prevent healthcare providers from restricting coverage to people with pre-existing conditions. That, that affected tens of millions of people. And it also dumped a lot of new money into mental health programs. So while it's not, a, obviously there's a lot of work to be done, but I'm saying if, if, if you're able to help tens of millions of people get some of their bills paid for so that they're not going bankrupt, I mean, don't you think that's better than nothing? I think if Obama had wanted a program that would have stood up to just any random Republican coming in and gutting it, he should have made a program that enlisted not just millions, but like hundreds of millions of fucking people. But, but he couldn't do that, dude. He, he, he could have. He no, could no, he could not have. He barely got this thing covered. He yeah, barely he fucking got. squandered his majority. The first two years, yes. That, that is, they, they did squander those first two years. However, given the nature of the corporatist moderate wing of the Democrats, uh, I really don't think he would have been able to, get, I, I'm, in fact, I'm positive, he would not have been able to get a public option or anything close to universal health care through even a Democratic Congress, dude. Okay. So say Medicare for all is passed through both chambers of Congress tomorrow. Uh, what happens when it hits Biden's desk? Oh, if it passed both houses, he would sign it for sure. No. Yeah, he would. He's a pussy. No. He's gonna he's gonna do what he's gonna do what his party wants, man. No, I yes. don't buy that. But there's no way that's gonna happen because they're, they're, because we're just too we're not at public health. We're not at universal health care yet, man. It's, I'm it's, just putting it on pre on the president specifically. But all right, let's take a break for a second and let's go right. into the Georgia election here. All right. Jim, we, we, you know, disagree on some of these things. At the end of the day, though, I, I think we're probably more in agreement. Sometimes I play devil's advocate. And quite honestly, uh, my thoughts on this change almost every year based upon how I'm feeling emotionally, um, how, how desperate I'm feeling. And, you know, so it's kind of a, a mood-based argument for me sometimes. Um, and there, you know, a couple years ago, uh, I might have been arguing the exact same thing with the same level of veracity as 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 you were uh, are, man. I mean, you know, I think we're on the same page on this. I'm just saying, and I know uh, for true leftists like yourself and many others, the this kind of self congratulatory new empire of Democrats taking over is stomach turning for some people who have been watching this kind of cabal of neoliberals gaslight and bullshit for, for decades now, and people are sick of it and they're ready for real action. And I get that. At the same time, I, I, I do think that now is the time to play the game. And now is the time to go to war in this party and push it to the left. And I think it can, can be done. I worry that it can't. I mean, look at the force the vote effort. Right. But that was a shit show. Um, I agree. And that was like mostly like a, a Jimmy that, 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 that turned into the, yeah, that turned into the Jimmy door story somehow. Yeah, it really did. It, it turned like, into Jimmy door versus AOC, but seriously, that, I'm so <laughs> sick of Jimmy door. I don't, I don't ever want to hear Jimmy door or sank from the, from the young Turks ever again, either one of them. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> this horseshoe theory. Right, the shitty lib, <laughs> shitty leftist. But I think we just played a, a clip. We, we either did or about to play a clip from uh, Trump's uh, Trump's call to. No, we got uh, that in the first segment. We're gonna go okay. into the Georgia elections here. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and read us off the results real quick of the Georgia? Like, what are the? Give us, give me the actual numbers and percentages from Georgia last night. Well, I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but I can tell you to a pretty close degree. Okay. Were, Let um, me hear what the general. Let me hear I mean, your well, general uh, analysis because I went to bed as it was like wrapping up. Right. So both elections were were close. Um, it ended. It, it well, basically, the night started with the majority of the mail-in, the early voting tabulations being counted and Democrats were ahead pretty sizably in both races. And that tightened up very quickly and actually flipped to the point where at one point, both the Republicans were winning, but then it flipped back. And then Warnock, last I saw the final vote tally was somewhere around, Warnock won by about 35,000 votes beating Leffler, whatever her name is. Um, I, I don't know what the percentage is, but my get at one point they were both 50-50, which is insane. Yeah. Like insanely close insanely close. Like um, and I think Ossif at one point was down by twelve hundred votes and then with with ninety six percent of the vote reporting. And then that flipped too. And I think he ended up winning by 0.2%, um, which is you know probably a probably a couple thousand votes so these were both uh it's important to point out that this is also osoff's second try yeah and he i didn't know that actually yeah he already ran in georgia and lost in uh, i believe 2018 and this was his second try and he only won by 0.02 meanwhile the and i i don't want to i don't know the numbers so i won't say the margin is better but it was clear much earlier in the night from what i was seeing that the farther left candidate actually who the one who endorses fucking Medicare for all and stuff like that was the one who actually triumphed earlier in the night. It was much more clear that uh, Warnock was going to win. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I didn't, yeah, yeah, you're right. He is the further left one. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the yeah, Bernie. But, you know, one. That's the one Bernie again, was allowed to campaign for. Right. But you know, again, we're talking about, Georgia here, folks. And we're talking about Georgia, which really has not, I mean, in fact, I'm pretty sure Warnock is not only the first black senator in Georgia, I think he may be the first black senator in the South, like in, in Southern states or no. it's, it's, uh, yeah. Okay. You're right. It's probably just Georgia. <laughs> um, you're racist. You lib. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, um, uh, but you know, again, Georgia is, is, is typically conservative. So the fact that we've seen a blue shift in both the presidential race and Senate races, uh, no one, it, it, it cannot be overstated the extent to which very few people thought Democrats could win both of these races. Well, um, I had a discussion with somebody earlier today. It's also important to remember like districts are gerrymandered the fuck out of and Republicans down ballots should not realistically win as many races as they do. And obviously, if you listen to the first segment, I don't give a shit about the Democratic Party either. But the way districts are cut up, even here in Michigan, the way districts are cut up that make this like a purple state, you know, as they call them now, um, the way districts are cut up in the South and a lot of places are to, you know, cut up like black neighborhoods or neighbor like more liberal neighborhoods and they cut them up into small pieces and throw them into different districts. And that's right. That's why you can see like um, I was in north carolina last week where biden won the county which Asheville is in the democratic mayor won the county but somehow the neo-nazi in the wheelchair won the house seat so that's because that district is so fucked up as far as the map goes that like even this like blue county elects like the fucking wheelchair nazi so which which, which, which is the one that shocks you more the fact that the guy in the wheelchair one or the fact that the neo-nazi one you know honestly you can't really be a neo-nazi and be in a wheelchair because you're an undesirable yeah it makes sense to me uh okay moving on well let's, i'm let's... just saying you can't work <laughs> i know i, I have it's no just... benefit to a national <laughs> socialist state the topic of neo-nazis and wheelchairs just doesn't interest me right now but um you know, you're welcome to you're, you're welcome to write a poem about it after you this. Should if watch. You should watch. Be careful what you wish for, buddy. That's all yeah. I'm saying. But uh, you know, 
it, it's just crazy like what ended up happening today like I was already like yeah. flabbergasted like I went to bed last night um thinking there was a pretty good chance that the Dems are going to take the Senate and then they did today and then I also had, had told you know, you know people around me the six is going to be crazy and I said I know people say that a lot oh watch out for this day this is going to be crazy I knew the six was going to be crazy and it did not disappoint and I don't know if we want to segue into that and then come back to Georgia. I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot to say. About There's not I mean, too much about Georgia. We even, need. you know, I mean, I think credit should be given to organizers in Georgia, whether you like Democrats or not. I mean, it's a pretty remarkable feat, what they yeah, pulled off, I, even though, even though, like we've said, uh, a lot of this was just straight up self-destruction and implosion on the part of, of, of Trump and the Republicans. Uh, yeah, this, this, I, this will be written about Georgia. Like this, this will be I written about for a while. in the first segment about why I think the Republicans blew it. Um, I give my I gave my opinion in this segment of why I think, um, why I think the farther left Democrat did better. Uh, why I think that victory is more clear. Why I think it was a uh, I think it was a mistake for the Democratic Party to run Osoff again. I'll say that. But yeah, let's get into today because I was yeah. Catch me Let's up. Get in today, and then I, I want to circle back. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was on. You know, I was flying today, which was a great day to fly because uh, somebody also called in a threat claiming to be Iranian that they would fly a jet into the capital. Oh yeah, I heard about so, that. Yeah, I got to fly with that, and like with my political beliefs. I, I thought that, that actually may, may have been you that made that call. <laughs> Listen. I don't have to fly for a while, so maybe. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't think that. <laughs> but but the thing no, is, no, like, you, um, you didn't. You didn't. Jim did not make that call. Of course he didn't. I yeah, this is a parody. Um, Jim, but no, Jim doesn't I, believe in Jim doesn't believe in telephone calls. I have a landline, and I there's no way to, Star Six Seven doesn't work anymore. Right. But no. Um, the, uh, Today, as I was watching, I, the, before I got on a plane, uh, I, you know, I saw the Proud Boys or who the fuck ever, all these Trump people. You know, obviously, it's a coalition of fucking cranks. But that's who <laughs> I saw them invade the Capitol building. Uh, the last news I heard was a woman was shot, which I don't have any more details on uh, as of right she, now. She She died. I do know that. I saw that getting off. I saw that on CNN getting off. Is there any word of who she was? Uh, we have. I have no details on who she was, who shot her, or anything like that. But uh, I didn't think so. It's a pretty phenomenal. Like, I, I was keeping track of the news when people first started kind of heading towards the Capitol after Trump's speech, and then I picked the wrong day to take a midday nap. I, I took a nap. <laughs> at like noon or like 11 and i woke up at 1 30 and it was like like there were like uh QAnon cosplayers wrestling in nancy pelosi's office uh, in the senate it was just like what is going on and like, yeah there's a, guy, there's a guy in a viking outfit like opening nancy pelosi's mail and sitting in her chair what is going on right now I saw this morning they were like bitching about like oh they cut off the power to our stupid rally, um, and they said I don't know somebody commented that it was that was basically communism to cut off the power to like a <laughs> stupid rally with Alex. Uh, they always have they can always lean back back on e e communism even when they're literally in the middle of a fascist insurrection they can still always. Lean back on old, good old fashioned communism to to displace. Yeah, it's just uh, I I saw them crying this morning, and then like I said, when I got in the car to go to the airport, like I turned on the radio, and all of a sudden they were in the Capitol building. Um, I knew a couple minutes before it came over the radio that like somebody had been shot, but then the radio confirmed that, and um, I guess. Oh, actually, I followed our guest from the other week, Nick, too. He was inside oh, the, the uh, Senate building. For oh, my God, he was. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he left pretty quickly, I'm assuming, because he has a child and a wife in Hawaii that he wants to go home to. Yeah. 
But um, he taking left, our, but he was showing back, man. shortly before things broke up, he was showing um, like the charter buses full of riot cops and shit like that. So I knew it was going to end this afternoon. You know what I mean? Yeah, but and but there's really, I think the the biggest story of today is the almost incomprehensible reality that these people stormed the the capital and like literally broken windows disrupted a session broke into offices and they not only were not arrested they were allowed to just peacefully walk out smiling and laughing were not arrested they were not met with any kind of significant police presence tear gas or anything like that uh, which is in such stark contrast to the way uh, Black Lives Matter activists were met at the Capitol for their previous protests, which was vastly different. And just in general, the way anti uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter protesters are met in the street. And this was a far worse no. thing than protesting in the street. This was a straight up in- insurrection on the Capitol. And I do they, agree and that like not arrested when i was listening to um npr one thing that stuck out to me was like a veteran reporter was like oh even during the 60s nobody like made it in the capital you know what i mean and i was thinking like well that was during the time of like the weatherman bombings and shit like do you know how tight security was for like a bunch of like unruly leftists and like vietnam veterans outside the capital yeah dude but there was ample warning that shit was gonna go down i understand that but like do you think they give a fuck no they don't because they 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 let them come in there's a video of police pushing the gates aside and letting people come in like this was very very strange that's all i think it's all like say this is some white nationalist police conspiracy necessarily although it could be. no I, but it's I, very very strange that that they were able i mean dude it looked like a monkey house it, it looked like an animal house like i think it's hang, C- hanging out the window oh you know what i mean it's commanding officer of fucking each unit it, and some of them held the line and pepper sprayed fucking these little like the the american fucking you know no, like, they were, ch- they were and shit. chased around dude there's videos of cops literally running away from people running up the stairs. I understand. I, I understand like, that. But what I'm saying is... Anyone. They should have been shooting them. Dude. I understand that. But I'm, what I'm saying is I think it, it fucking depends on, like, the commander of, like, who's where, dude. Because I think some units fucking held their ground. And like you said, there's other units led by motherfuckers who are probably more sympathetic to this shit who just open the gates. You know what I mean? I don't think it's necessarily all like i think it like i said i think it fucking depends on commanding officers because that's who you fucking follow when you're in the field you're following the fucking person who gives you the orders whether it's like a fucking police lieutenant or a captain you know i do but i'm just saying no no one i'm sure people are going to be arrested but no one was arrested today man so like you're talking about an an entire capitol building there they'll be arrested out of obligation for showing their faces like tearing up the capitol building yeah but it's you just have like to. i you know I, what i, I mean they, they have to but they should have been arrested immediately i mean this yeah. is it's and nuts. there were some arrests today there were there, some i think there were like, like i think there were 15 the arrests capitol building yeah like 15 arrests but i mean dude these right. people it's were not like a lot. They, they, there's a picture of a guy walking off with the Senate Majority Leader's podium. Like, no, they, they, I saw, <laughs> I saw like, the guy in that fucking dumbass hat. It was. It's actually like one of the most hilarious pictures I've ever seen. I liked just, it. I yeah, mean, outrageous, but it's hilarious. But I. But mean, no, I, I, I don't. I don't know. The cops fucking. For one thing, it it is funny that like to me, like I don't support police violence against anybody by this state. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like the cops in this state, period. I don't want the FBI involved. Um, at one point, um, the Border Patrol got also got involved. They sent in auxiliary fucking officers. You know what I mean? And I don't... Dude, I'm sorry, but I hate the Border Patrol anytime they're fucking called in for anything. I don't give a shit what it is. You know what I mean? Right. Do I like to see both of these sides fighting? Yeah. And well, I... I funny yeah. that, like... Um, the Proud Boys and shit learned that, like, the D.C. police have, you know, a 70-year history of, like, cracking skulls of protesters. Like, yeah, that's funny. 
but like yeah at the same time like yeah they're more permissive of that shit you know and they also have to be the federal agencies had to like hold back because i mean trump didn't really say shit until like late afternoon when he said to like respect cops or whatever yeah dude if this had been black lives matter they would have sent yeah if it was leftist we'd be dead. almost immediately yeah they'd be dead man. i agree uh, and i, I, I think agree that- with that sentiment at 100 i won't i won't argue that i mean yeah. I, i've been I've been in, you know, you've done the same. I'm sure you've been in peaceful marches where you're on a peaceful march. Maybe you're blocking traffic or some type of inconvenience, but suddenly you're met by like riot police outside. Right. You didn't go in a building. You didn't touch anything. Like one of the most supposedly fortified buildings in the world. Yeah. Like I've been in, just even here in Detroit, I've been involved in like actions where it's like, yeah, you block some traffic and suddenly there's like 50 riot police outside. Right. You so know, you didn't, and like for what happened in DC, like it took like two hours for riot police to arrive at the Capitol, which is like, dude, what the fuck? I if know. You guys would have been around the block. You know, when I went to like protests against like a fucking NATO summit in Chicago, like those buses were like around the block from the fucking convention center. They were waiting. They weren't, off on right in fucking virginia you know like yeah they weren't over the state roles- lines in indiana waiting for the fucking call they were uh, they were around the corner waiting exactly in an alternate timeline if trump had won this election and it was black lives matter and antifa uh protesters yeah show- showing up at the capitol there would have been a full-blown riot police possibly national guard presence on hand and they probably would have been live fire they would there would have been live there there would have at the very least been immediate arrests and there would have been live fire and anyone who who actually infiltrated the capital would have been would brutally arrested oh you'd be in a black box the rest of your life right and so the question now i think obviously everyone is pantomiming these recriminations now and getting getting airtime and uh, you know everyone's clutching their pearls now i think the question <laughs> the big question moving forward is well one i think the main reason they have to make arrests is because if they don't this will continue and will probably get worse if they feel deputized to be able to do this without consequences i think it's obvious that they will do it again you know um and we've seen this convergence of two far right group we that we're, we're seeing the convergence of basically a more uh, nationalist boogaloo movement, a radical extremist boogaloo movement with like MAGA tears. And I, I, I don't know what the future of this convergence is going to be, but it, it, it does not look, it does not look healthy. The thing is that I, th- I think that the liberals need to learn something from today. That's who needs to learn the biggest lesson from today is this is not a country that's above being a fucking failed state. This, right. These are the kind of protests we point out in other countries to be like, look at people hate the quote unquote regime. You know what I mean? <clears throat> sure. Yeah. It's time for the United States to fucking take a look at itself. Like uh, on NPR, I, I even a lib reporter on NPR was like, well, you know, this is a shame because America's like the gold standard for democracy in the world. You know, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's sickening when they yeah, say it's like, like dude, yeah. it's time to learn a lesson from this. Like you're not above the turmoil that fucking like racks the rest of the world, you know? No. And in, in many ways, like we're not not just reaping the harvest we've sown for for countless decades of of imperialism but we are now you know we we don't have our own house in order right now i'm not sure we ever well that's i mean but right now it's coming apart pretty that is like the pocket definition of fascism whether it's enacted by a red candidate or a blue one the pocket definition of fascism is you know the empire is failing abroad so the imperial tactics come home when subjects are no longer satisfied and that's what you see. You see the police uh, suddenly, you know, we've been exporting like arms to say like Israel for their police for like decades. And now you see police using tactics here that are similar to those used by Israeli cops on the Gaza Strip. You know, this 
this is imperialism brought home, whether it's done under uh, a Democrat, such as like the Black Lives Matter demonstrations under Obama, or whether it's done under a Republican, which, you know, with Trump, you know, he kind of facilitates these right wing street militias and shit. But either way, this is a result of like the empire itself not being able to provide for its fucking supposed like preferred subjects. Right. Yeah. Crazy times, man. I mean, this is, you know, we, we thought, you know, 2020 was nuts. 2021 is, yeah, is uh, pulling its weight right now. This is fucking uh, something else. It really is. I, I don't think, you know, me and you were both, you know, we, we, we've been news junkies for a while and political junkies and we, you know, we're both pretty jaded also. We, we don't usually get worked up or like to, to trade in hyperbole, but there's, there's really no way to, to overstate how fucking nuts the last couple of weeks have been, particularly the last two days, today, uh, last, last, last three days. Today itself is something that you only see like when it's facilitated by the U.S. and other countries. Right. Like people storming a Capitol building and shit. Those, those right. are usually like, <laughs> yeah, usually we're the moment for democracy groups. You know what I mean? Like, usually it's it's our CIA that is yeah. fomenting right wing coups in other countries. Exactly. Like the fucking, like, uh, you know, like our ambassador going out to the protests in Syria when they started, or like Obama and like backing multiple coup governments by just refusing to call them coups, you know, like. These things, like, they're kind of ingrained in this structure, and now, like, you see it. It's here, buddy. Like, this system's fucking falling apart, and that's why it's here. You know what I mean? Again, like like you said, you reap what you fucking sow, and this is what the end of history kind of Clintonian neoliberalism has sown. The fucking disenfranchisement of, like, this middle class as like the fucking economy continues to become more and more privatized, the new deal is chipped away and any type of social safety net is destroyed. Uh, you see these fucking middle-class people who really benefited off those things in like from the forties through like the seventies, you see these middle-class people get pissed, you know, especially the boomers because they're the, the last generation who really got the benefit of that. Right. And these people are are radicalized now, and many of them have been brainwashed with conspiracy theories, so they're not even thinking straight if they ever did. Yeah, and there's also, like, I want to say it's not just boomers. It's obviously, like, there's young people, too, because there's young people, like, I mean, there's fucking dipshits our age who were told the same thing, right? Like, get a college education. You'll be fine. You know? Because that was kind of the promise of the end of history. Like, get your credentials and you'll be okay. Right. And these people, like, some of these right-wing dipshits did do that. Or, like, they tried to, like, make an honest living and they couldn't do such. You know what I mean? There's a reason they're disenfranchised as well. Who they're pissed at is wrong. Like, we told fucking Nick. You know, who they're fucking pissed at is wrong. But... The reasons they're pissed make fucking sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's complex. Like, the, the, this is not, this is a very, these are things that are going to be studied by historians well, for it, decades, if not centuries. So it, this is not an easy thing to summarize here. Let me say something. It has to be said that, listen, socialism isn't just fucking for me. It's for fucking people I hate, too. You know what I mean? Sure. People I couldn't stand personally. Fucking these hog dipshits who fucking flooded Congress. I don't like them. I wouldn't fucking hang out with them. But do I want them to like have medical fucking care for their child? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's the same with like the liberal argument against like stimulus checks is like, what if rich people get them? You know what I mean? Mm hmm. And it's like, I don't give a fuck because you know what? Other working people would get them too. just send out the universal checks because universal checks have been proven to help like the bottom 40% more than they help the top 60% as compared to like tax credits and shit. So, yeah. And that's, and, and, and that's what we're going to get now, man. And that's the thing. Like, but that's the thing. If you let a right wing politician like Trump promise that you've dropped the ball. 
that's right, where but, the but, liberals but, have fucked up. That's where the liberals have fucked up they, because yeah. it's not offering those things first. It's not offering like the expansion of Medicaid payments for like coronavirus testing and fucking vaccines, you know? Yeah, have to be out on the table and if you're not going to put them out on the table the fucking like these people who are basically national socialists and they'll define what means like you belong to the nation right those people will be in charge of determining like what uh social welfare programs look like and that's not going to be pretty yeah i don't know it's a mess we're fucked (laughs) now hopefully this shit falls apart and hopefully like i don't have to suffer too much i don't know yeah it is a mess and it's going to be a it's going to be where the this roller coaster ride isn't going to be ending anytime soon yeah Um, yeah Uh, 20 like you said 2021 is off to a fucking weird ass start and we can probably only expect fucking crazier shit from here who knows what will happen on Inauguration Day? We'll be back right after that, probably. Because I'm sure there will be, like, counter-protests to Biden, just like there were to Trump. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, well, I would imagine, I mean, I think Biden was already talking about doing a virtual inauguration. Yeah, I yeah. Imagine, I, I, I would I imagine a, that. A, after today, I would imagine it's it's... I'd be, I'd honestly be surprised if the inauguration even took place at the Capitol. bunker inauguration. Yeah. We'll do it. They'll do it in, (laughs) they'll do it in Biden's basement. They'll do it under the Denver airport. Yeah. (laughs) Live from under the Denver airport, Joe Biden. The continuity of government (laughs) inauguration. Yeah. Damn, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I guarantee but, you, even if he does, I, I, yeah, I have heard the thing that he's going to do a virtual one, but even if he does it, DC is still going to be a shit show, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. At the same time, I think the the optics of today have been so off awful that I, I, I would imagine that they might clamp down and be like, step foot near the Capitol and you get arrested and you spend 20 years in prison. I you mean, know, we'll have to have nick back at some point because he was the guy who said we don't want to be branded as the violent organization yeah yeah i don't i don't (laughs) i I don't know i mean my feeling from him is basically the feeling i get from a lot of right-wing people that lean towards uh nationalism and and you know their problem they they don't they they don't really care if they get caught. They're not arguing in good faith. So no, if they, you, get, if, you, they, if they get caught lying, they don't really care. They just say, he, he'll just say, oh, I don't know, whatever, man. In fact, let's do like a special episode in the next day or so with these Milo clips. Because I yeah. want to talk about that. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear those. Yeah, I want to talk about that because you know what? And they don't like fucking leftists who are honest. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know me, one thing I'll always be is fucking honest. All right, so give us a preview of that. For people that don't know, uh, Jim went on the Milo Yiannopoulos shit show. Yeah. And yeah, what should we be expecting from that? Well, I mean, okay, I argued with, I was debating, quote unquote, a libertarian. And I, I say debating because it was like a point system and a very loose point system. I got my first point for not being fat. What? Yeah. There was, a, there was a point system? Yeah. there was. Milo just gave arbitrary points. <laughs> I, I got my first point for not like looking like I was in a basement and like a libertarian. Oh, God. So my first point was just based on appearance from uh, being more attractive than a libertarian, I guess. Um, <laughs> it was weird, man. We're gonna go a little bit more, dude. but yeah, that, the thing is, like, um, I'll say this about like Milo and Nick and all those assholes. They understand, like, um, Milo understands politics as like a, a a force of like will. You know what I mean? They understand it as like a means to exercise power. You know, they don't see it like where the liberals do, where it's like. Oh, this is a means to like compromise. Right, exactly. They see it as a means that's to like enact their will on other people. Exactly. That's as why I do that's too. Why this is a zero sum game. 
to me. You know what I mean? Right. And like we talk, we, I think we've even said it in these words and I said it on the show, like right now, dude, we're on the losing team, but this is like the arc of history. It goes on forever. Mm-hmm. You know, right. what happens to us now, what happens to this generation at this moment doesn't really matter to me because at least we're fucking propagating like left ideas, you know? Right. Well, no, I mean, I think you're, you're correct there. And this is a, a long fight, which is why I, I urge you to, to not take your ball and go home when it comes to participating, <laughs> God damn it. Participating <laughs> in the process a little bit, because this is going to be a long game. Uh, and it's going to be an intense game. And like you said, we're dealing with zero sum fascists who want to impose their will. And, and you, you have a Nietzschean will to power as well as, as a, as a card carrying communist, or maybe not card carrying, but I, I still think it's different than, 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 uh, neo-Nazi like fascism. It's, it's, you know, there, there is a, a, a an honest to God strain of populism to, to what you're arguing where there is. Yeah. And there is a difference because I don't wish for the capitalist state to enact my will on anyone. Right. Exactly. I don't wish for like the fucking uh, FBI to fucking like throw anybody in a black box and keep them up with Britney Spears for 24 hours. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't wish that on anybody. I, I, I don't give a shit if you're a proud boy who stormed the Capitol because I hate the people in the Capitol too. But I, I should you be arrested? Yeah, because I would. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, you just got to be consistent. It's yeah, about, be, it's about consistent. If I'm going to get arrested, you should fucking get arrested too. But do I think you like deserve to end up like on an oil rig in the fucking Arctic Circle? Like, no. You know, you're an American yeah. too. Like as much as you, I fucking hate that goddamn term, dude. Like you're a fucking citizen of this goddamn country. Like you shouldn't be thrown in a black box either. You know, right. it, it's a strange, like, it, it, I know it's a strange line to draw, dude, but there's like, there's a certain like line I have to draw with like the state authorities of this country as it stands right now where it's like dude i can't i'm sorry but i can't back like what you do i wouldn't back it if you you know i don't back it in like guantanamo bay i didn't back in like abu Ghraib. i wouldn't back it on like american soil i don't back the chicago police taking activists to a black site i'm not gonna fucking um cheer on like the dc police doing the same even if it's to like enemies of mine because i know one day that apparatus will be used against me that's the big thing right but but you do support top-down state control but for i some do reason, but not this re- fucking for, for, state for, but for some reason you think we're magically going to inaugurate perfect state leaders that don't rule with draconian uh, you know so, somehow the free market and corruption are going to be eliminated overnight and suddenly top-down state control is going to be palpable. I just don't think that government's enacted through an election. I think that honestly, that government should learn something that future government that I speak of should learn something from the proud boys today and all the fucking Trump supporters. We should learn something about how to be more militant. Um, I know, like I said earlier, you know, we take more risks when we're more militant, but to be honest, dude, the state does not take us seriously. That's the end of story. Like, the, the yeah, fun. but this isn't. But this isn't going to end well for the people today. A lot of them are going to get arrested, and if they try anything like this in the future, they're going to get fucked up. Like, trust me, this is not going to end well. For A lot of us will have to be arrested. I, I'm afraid. Like, I, I, I'm afraid that's the reality of the situation. I'm afraid that that's the cost of like making real change i mean that was you know i don't believe in like the 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 hype of the 1960s but like that is like a re- that is something that happened in the 1960s was like the mass arrests and shit like that like uh or, or really not even the 60s you want to go back farther like to the 1930s and stuff um the palmer raids and shit like that or during world war you know during world war 1 I, I believe um 
there was a concerted effort. I mean, Eugene Debs ran his fucking second presidential campaign from prison. There is a concerted effort to like stop leftists. And I think it's time for uh, the leftists to adopt this like outlaw fucking persona that the right wing has somehow adopted, even though they had all authority for the last four years. Right. All right. Well, I think I, I actually think that's a pretty good point, and uh, I think we should probably, yeah, cut it off for let's call that today. Let's so yeah, we, but uh, but we have some guests coming up and uh, some interesting guests coming up, and uh, we're we're gonna get to hear Jim argue with uh, right wing fascists, which is always fun. <laughs> it is fun. I like it. Yeah, like I said I'm honest. Yeah, that's the one thing I won't lie to them. <laughs> I'll tell them what they got coming. But no, yeah, definitely. Um, we got some interesting guests coming, so make sure you again follow us on social media. Uh, we our Facebook is active. I don't know about our Twitter, but um, you can always email us at the left is dead four twenty at gmail. And make sure you follow us on SoundCloud or whatever podcast app you are using. And I think we, we will be back later this week with something probably. So make sure you follow us. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown when you've got worries all the noise and the hurry seems to help i know downtown just listen to the music of the traffic in the city linger on the sidewalk where the neon signs are pretty how can you lose the lights so much brighter there you can't forget all your troubles forget all your cares so go downtown